Stalini. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. We're back with we- an episode about classical music. Hopefully. Indeed. Because, <laughs> man, last week we hadn't talked to y'all in a while. We was ranting, but that's okay. Because I'm sure How long was last week's episode? I don't think it was excessively long. I just mean the proportion of it that was rent. <laughs> the ratio. Oh, I feel like most of it wasn't about classical music. That's fine. Most of it was just, y'all are so stupid. That was last week? Yeah. <laughs> I had to get that from my chest. That felt great. Yeah. I need a shirt that says a lot of y'all are very dumb. And you know what? It's kind of Wait. freeing once you realize. Especially once you realize that about celebrities. Yes, because everybody be like, well, "We should hold them accountable." I'm like, they don't, they can't even spell accountable. We might as well just give up. A lot of them <laughs> are counting on their fingers and best. reading with their finger. I watched. Uh, I was telling you, I was. I watched that interview with um, Issa and Zendaya, and Zendaya got up there in front of all them people and said how much she hated reading. And I was like, it, I mean, it was Issa, so she handled it well. She was like, oh, that's great advice. Um, great. She was, no, she was like, oh, that's, um, that's your, it's a great example. You know, just like completely straight face. But it's just like, why would you say that? And I know she's trying to like be real. She's trying to be very comfortable around Issa or whatever. And, but it's just like, girl, not only like, is that something very stupid to say? Which I mean, like, I went through a period in my life where I didn't also didn't like reading. So like, like that's not fair, but I didn't loathe it. Like, yeah. like, and then also that for one, for two, it's like you're literally an actress. Like, how many contracts you have to go through to, and that is get, led me to believe that oh yeah, you don't even read your own contracts. Yeah, she know. <laughs> she read her scripts, and she's like, the only thing the reading I can get through is Euphoria scripts. I'm like, that's that Girl, is the worst of all the scripts to be reading. Euphoria <laughs> is absolute chaos. I want to watch it, but it doesn't look like it's my thing girl i mean i don't know because it's not you just i can't really say that it's my thing either but then also you always have shows that are outside like you you was deaf i don't know i wish i could go ask myself what made you click on this because that's never something i would about it. i would ever watch that or tiger king never, never anything that oh, i would girl, ever I click on in. on my own i never gave him for tiger king I, yeah I, that's not something i would ever watch on my own euphoria i forget i think it was during the pandemic i started watching euphoria because it was literally nothing else to do because the first season came out in 2019 and i think i watched it during the 2020 mm-hmm. like thing yeah oh my gosh and also i guess i could say i mean i did watch degrassi and i watched skins so and they're all kind of in that same I had to take a break from skins because it was just freaking, it was too much. But yeah, Euphoria, whoo, Chile. I saw some stills that y'all be posting. And I was like, actually, this don't seem like it's my <laughs> ministry. So, because also, you know, I was startled easily. Um, There's nothing scary about Euphoria. It's just, it's uncomfortable. It's a lot of, a lot of heavy drug use, which makes me very uncomfortable. It makes my stomach kind of queasy. I don't want, like watching stuff like that. But it is what it is. And also, like. I get nosy. I'm, I, I've said so many times before, like I'm just not a TV show person. Like 
I enjoy it, of course. Like, I just watched Insecure. Insecure came out in 2016. Like, I just I just watched the entire thing in, like, a week. Because, one, I just got HBO. I just got access to that. And, two, I'm not a TV show girl. I'm like, y'all been talking about it. It's been in my life for literally... I might as well have watched it. I didn't know the details and the nuances of it, but I knew exactly what happened. I knew how it ended because it's in my life. Like, I listen to the read. All my friends watch Insecure, whatever. So... I might do the same thing with Euphoria, just to, just because it piques my interest. Everybody's talking about it. What's really gonna, what's really gonna like put the, the cherry on top is if Crystal and Kefiri start talking about it. and I cannot escape it. Then I will give in probably, um, because I want to know. I want to be included. I want to see like what do y'all talk about. I but, will say for Euphoria, the episodes are so long, like The Crown that you can really just oh. treat it like a movie <laughs> because the episodes are like an hour long like like similar to the crown i think it's about mm. it's 50 minutes to an hour so um yeah another reason why i don't t- do tv shows do you see how, when the crown is coming back november 2020 i thought it was march 2022 and when That's i ridiculous. saw that I was like, and this is why I waited for Insecure to be over. I wish I was part of the conversation, of course. But, like, I just be texting people random stuff now. Like, you haven't thought about Dro in months. I just be texting people. I'm like, wow. This is that about Dro. Um, but, yeah. I'm like, I'm beside myself. I'm like, I want to see what's going to happen. And I already know what's going to happen. Like, you could Google it. But it's just like, November 2022? Yeah, and also, I mean, also, yeah, it's longer because of the pandemic. But, HBO is even worse because I mean they do it for our own good with releasing episodes weekly, but I hate that. I honestly hate it, and mm. especially because I didn't I didn't watch Insecure from the very beginning. I started watching, um, I I think season four was the first season that I was on time with everybody, or maybe yeah, season four because it was mm. five seasons. Season four was the first time I was on time with everybody, and I in because I started watching it after season three was finished, so um. Mm. And I prefer I prefer to binge watch stuff, but it's for my own good that I do not. So it's like bittersweet um, for for HBO to be doing that. Like you gotta wait every week for an episode. It's annoying. Um, but I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it's kind of cute that they kind of recreate. Like they, it's like a nod almost to like how TV used to be. Like except like once you miss it, you can watch it again. Um, which I think is kind of cute, and it's like everybody talking about it at the same time. It's not like oh, we dropped the entire season of Insecure. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cute. They able to control the narrative a little bit more. I'm surprised he wasn't more inspired to watch Euphoria because they got me on your side. I'm rooting for a white man. I love okay. this. Um, I do because oh my gosh, I love him, his character, so. You know, you might. It's definitely not boring. Um, I probably will watch Euphoria next next winter. Just like I had a week that weird week mm. after Christmas and stuff in the New Year, I just watched all of Insecure, and I was like, "Man, I should have been watching this. I knew it was gonna be good. Come on, it's Issa Rae. <laughs> I had no doubt it was gonna be good at all. But it's just like I should have. I wish I was like tapped in earlier. But it's just like I'm telling you." I'm just not that girl when it comes. I'd rather watch YouTube. If and you TikTok, you watch YouTube. I mean, awkward black girl is not the type of YouTube that you watch. I was watching it the other day too. Oh, okay, because I, 
part of it is probably the nostalgia because I watched Awkward Black Girl for, for the first time when I was in middle school. But uh, when I rewatched it as an adult, I was like, Awkward Black Girl is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It's ridiculous because Issa Rae has that very weird, just like that that just makes you cringe because it's that awkward. Like, <laughs> a lot of times, like even watching Insecure, I just be like, why would you say that? Thank I you. Like- With the Louis Armstrong <laughs> thing in season five. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> a lot of things. She, you make it worse. You make it worse. Like she's so stupid, I, I, bro. <laughs> I feel like at least three times an episode, I'll be like, "Why would you say that?" Every single time. Like, okay, even like a small example. Like when when her when she was at the cafe and then Condola Condola was there and then Lawrence had came in. And she was like, "Oh, like I'm this here working, but I'm about to leave." And then it was like, "Oh, order for Issa," and she's like, "Oh, well, like I just got here." Um, she's like, "I'm about to leave." Oh, for here, and she like takes the food. She passed for the last time. It takes the restaurant's dishes out the restaurant. Why was that? Why was that the? I don't Issa. You know, yeah. it's what tells me like watching awkward black girl and then also watching insecure you cannot there is some overlap there like i feel oh, like yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. a lot of that is like Issa's like that in real life you cannot prove like you cannot and even like in the introduction of her book when she was like oh you would call me sloppy joe why would you say that yeah why would you say that I, uh, yeah <laughs> nah Nah. you know when she was like when her and condola they found out that they were you know the whole lawrence thing and they, you know, they was trying to keep it cute, and she was introducing her. Her condola was introducing her to that one donor, and they was just complimenting each other. And she was like, "Yeah, yeah. condola." That's why she was like, "Mama got ass too." It's like, why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> like, also, I, yeah, this is too much. And I understand like they had to play it up for TV sometimes, but I'm just like, I had to. I would be yelling to my screen like, "Tighten up!" Like, <laughs> like sometimes when like um Molly, like okay. For example, this is just even like in the first season when that when that girl got engaged and Molly's face was tight. It's like, girl, tighten up! Yeah. Like you cannot do this right here. Like, Molly. and I know it's it's TV, whatever. But it's just like in real life, it's just like, girl, tighten up. This girl is engaged. And your face is tight. You yeah. like, oh yeah. I'm like, y'all are just a mess. This is a mess. Yeah, Molly was so cute, bitter. Although I didn't dislike Molly at all until season four. I was okay, perfectly okay. fine with her before that, but now that you say that, yeah, that was like, girl, come on. I, I peeped. I peeped why people didn't like Molly from the beginning. I peeped at like season one. I was like, I can see why people didn't like Molly. I was like, I can see it. And then as it got old, Molly just did too much. Season four was just like, oh, I was. She was a villain. Oh yeah, I was just re- like, <laughs> yeah. But also, and I, I tried to see. I tried to see it from Molly a little bit because I was like, okay, well. You know, well, Issa's what? also Issa's also not a great friend sometimes. What she but do? Issa always got something going on. What that Issa, mean? Issa all something like, going on Issa, like what? Like uh, I can't. I don't know. But she always. Yeah, well, hold always, on. No, because we pulling over. <laughs> okay, she was a mess, know. but I don't think that she was a bad friend. She was a mess, but that was her life. I feel like maybe this is like personal, but I feel like instances where Molly would be going through something and Issa just starts talking about herself. I feel like that's like Issa, you know, this is this is about Molly. You know what I'm saying? Little instances like that, I'm like, mm, 
I was like, mm, I don't know about that. But or even the whole the whole thing that like kind of broke the camel's back with the whole getting the artist for the block party. And you you y'all are like kind of beefy, y'all are kind of not good. And you call Molly and Molly's like, oh, maybe we're about to like have a little discussion or whatever. And you like, oh, wait, can you get me somebody for my block party? Can you pull a stru- uh, string with Andrew? Da, 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 da. It's like. I don't know, and it's obviously it's like you trying to you trying to throw your thing like this is happening like next week, but I thought that was a little insensitive. I feel like maybe not a bad friend, but I feel like Lisa can be insensitive sometimes. That is crazy because that was the one thing that made me like. I got I've gotten into a couple heated conversations about insecure, but that I don't understand. I don't, I saw nothing wrong with that because one. I don't think they were beefing yet at that point. They were like a little out, out of they sync. Were weird. Yeah, but. I they have been friends they've been friends for like 10 years and i'm like y'all trying to act like y'all ain't never called nobody for a reason before they were like oh well she didn't ask about molly's day xyz she literally had an artist drop out at the last minute for a huge event that like hundreds of people were coming to i'm like yo and she asked her for a favor and i'm like they friends i feel like at the end of the day that is true but i had noticed that behavior back to back that's why i was like i do think what i what i what I do think about that whole thing is Molly was wrong for not. Yeah, it was petty. That was it was petty, especially like, okay, like uh, you could be tight that your friend called you and and like you want to have a conversation, whatever. But like that's still your girl. As much as you say Issa's your girl, as much as you ah, and you, like you could have really came through for her, and then was maybe that's why I'm like I'm gonna go back and watch it, like, and then when Issa figured out how to do it on her own anyway, you got mad at her for what? what for what yeah that had me mad like you went behind some stuff didn't add up to me like the thing i told you about with her and daniel what they were doing i feel like some stuff like was blown proportion for no reason like that scene with daniel from season two like Issa, like i feel like you're doing too much here and then molly doing too much about like her figuring out anyway i'm like you weren't gonna help me you're my quote-unquote friend so i figured it out like girl i got something to do and she was like oh womp 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 yeah, that I feel like that was one that was blown out of proportion because I'm like y'all not gonna act like you ain't never called nobody to ask a specific question before, especially somebody. Yeah. It's just not a business contact. This is somebody that's like literally your best friend. Known you for known you for over a decade. Are we supposed I can to? See, I would say I just noticed it. I was like not uh, over a couple of th- over like a couple of instances. And I was like, I can see why I, she was annoyed by that, but I don't understand why you wouldn't come through for your friend especially like yeah y'all are not good right now but this is a huge thing and you know it's important to her yeah it's like you met yeah you mad because she all over the place but you don't want to help her and i said i don't really think i don't really like but she was like Issa, like you will you will mess it up I don't think Issa that messy. I feel like I don't think she's that messy. I feel like she'd be doing, and it wasn't even that bad until she broke up with Lawrence, and then her life kind of got out of, out of sync. Yeah, I think I think the main thing with Issa, Issa does do a lot. I, like I said, like I said earlier, but I think like when it comes to her life and the mess in her life, I don't think Issa's that messy. I don't. Yeah. I think she got a lot going on, but I don't think she's messy. I feel to call Issa messy is a little, a little bit much. Like, there are people who are messy. I mean, I think to, to Molly, she probably is in comparison. Like, th- that's how Molly views her. I don't doubt that. Mm-hmm. But 
I was like, Molly had a, a lot of things. She had her career together, which made her feel like she got everything together when clearly she she was trying to save. She threw Issa under the bus, basically, to save a relationship that you were already yourself ruining. So. Andrew did not deserve that. That could have been real cute. And he also, did. but Molly, he was also kind of wrong for the way he broke up with her because you didn't say nothing. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, I've been enduring this forever. And it's like, you didn't say nothing. <laughs> I felt but that was like a car crash to watch. It was crazy because you could tell she thought, "Oh, I got this far, like this is finna work out." And then I give her the option to to work it out. I I That's despise crazy. Molly that that season. I'm so glad they they reeled it back in with her, but that season, but that was still hard to watch. That was so hard to watch. Yeah, but you know I didn't have a lot of okay. It was hard to watch, but I don't know. And I and I that's why I'm proud of myself because I was very impartial because a lot of people know I love Yvonne. I love Yvonne Orgy. So I was very impartial. I saw her as Molly. That's all I saw her as. I didn't have a whole lot of sympathy for her because I know it's hard for you not to notice your own stuff. And I do agree with how Andrew did with her was wrong. But it's like, girl, you made everything about you. Everything was about Molly. Molly, Molly, Molly. Like it's like also like blatant stuff. I hate inconsiderate people. I hate inconsiderate people like you want her him to go to your freaking work event so bad like go to my work event and like everything he got to do for you he got to bend and backwards for you but you can't do nothing for him like it made me it made me tight i was just like girl like how do you not see that you're doing this like i don't i hate people who are inconsiderate it's like you want him to go to your work event you was doing all this stuff when you was in mexico like obviously like yeah of course it was that was a racial thing that happened to you with the towel but it's just like that's his brother like i thought you wanted this to work why are you acting weird and doing too much with his brother (laughs) the brother no to be clear i didn't feel bad for her when he broke up with her it just was very cringeworthy and it was just like oh okay okay, it was hard to watch because it was like oh that's embarrassing girl but also yeah and that's also why i didn't like how people were talking about oh well Issa was selfish everything about her because that was exactly what molly was doing molly was remember when she ran into her at the thing and Issa didn't come in there and she, she they went to the lunch and and uh they went to the lunch and she didn't feel like she needed to say anything to Issa. And she's like well, I, all I, I should show it up and Issa had to do all that all the apologizing all the everything to her and then mm. it wasn't until your nigga left you that you wanted to call her up yeah, and talk about true. you and your problems and that mm, you know what not think about it I might be a little triggered by that because that exact same thing happened to me. I had a friend that did that. Yeah, I feel like some stuff triggered me personally. And I was like, I got to stick it step back. Because even I remember even starting off the series, not really even rocking with Issa like that. Because I'm like, why would you make, why would you get up on stage? <laughs> why would you, why would you get up on stage? Like, I feel like it was always like a man coming before like Molly and I didn't like that. I thought it was very childish like in the whole broken pussy thing I was like girl I, I remember starting out like a little rocky with how I felt towards Issa because I was like I don't think you're a really good friend and then she wrapped it back and whatever and then obviously like they they evolved they grew as people um but yeah I can talk about Issa all day I have I have some qualms with it I do I think it's a great I was um talking to my cousin who she disagreed with me but but i think like the reason why we need more shows like insecure we need more content like insecure because you cannot be everything to everybody you you simply cannot like you cannot do that so we need more black people writing and more black people creating black content so that everyone could be represented because i did not like how kelly was represented and my mm-hmm. cousin and i got into a little tiff about that because she was like i think kelly is free and she's she, like i love kelly kills my favorite character on the whole series 
and I love how free Kelly was. She was a free spirit. And I'm like, I laughed at a lot of Kelly's stuff, especially especially when she got tased. She was like, yeah. remember me different. Yeah. <laughs> that freaking sent me. But what I did not like about Kelly, besides the fact, obviously, like, whatever, it's a 30-minute show, 28 minutes, 30 seconds to be exact. And it's like, but I, and I feel like um, I'm glad that it ended after five seasons, even though it's kind of sad, because when I thought about it, I was like, which show that's similar to this gets is good in the sixth season? A different world are you kidding me six season it wasn't bad but it wasn't good um but i feel like kelly like she fell into that trope like like she's a she's a bigger she fell into the fat, the fat black girl trope but i didn't like that she was a comic relief mm-hmm. she didn't we didn't see any romantic anything for her until like basically the Weird end it, and it wasn't even like anything it was like she's pregnant and she got pregnant out of nowhere we didn't get no we didn't get no character development for that we didn't get anything for kelly and i was just like and we got it all for tiffany too we got it all for tiffany like and it's like and tiffany fell into a trope and i understand that that was kind of like funny like haha of course tiffany's a freaking aka of course ha 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 that's hilarious but it's just like i feel like more justice for kelly like way more justice for kelly because I feel like I would have loved to see her, even if she's a free spirit and whatever. It was just like everything would had to be funny and a joke and like, ooh, like that man and that man and that man. Like, why couldn't we see like her, like Kelly in a relationship and like getting something that she actually wanted? I had a problem with that, you know. And I just felt I was like, you know, that would have been great. However, you cannot be everything to everybody, so that means people got to keep writing and keep making this content. But I was it was just kind of disappointing because it's just like this is like premium black content. Like it's so good, it's so well done and like you fall into a trope so easily like so it was like it was there and like who knows what kelly like i remember like watching the the um the documentary whatever and it was like she wasn't even supposed to play kelly like Mm -hmm. that's not really what she was in the writer's room so i understand that you don't you don't really control that but it's just like it i hate how easy that was it seemed like it was like of course that's what kelly gonna do how come how come kelly and tiffany couldn't be reversed you know and and Tiffany was the one who was doing all that stuff. And Kelly was the one who was married and whatever and da da da. Yeah. I wonder what the what conversations they had about that. Because I, I find it real hard to believe that a room full of people like that could not possibly see that. Especially Natasha okay, Rothwell I'm being, not, I'm being not crazy in then. Okay. the room. Like I wonder what conversation they had around it. I would, that lo- made them I would be like, love. Yeah. Cause I heard that Natasha Rothwell is supposed to be having her own show. Oh, uh, that would that would be yeah, amazing. which I would live. Cause yeah, Kelly was a hilarious character. She was a hilarious character. And I don't want to take anything away from Kelly. I'm just saying that like there are certain tropes that are triggering that I feel like, you know, you expect more from Black people. You know, mm-hmm. you just kind of expect more like, which is like which is like that beautiful thing about Issa's character, where it's like she like black women don't get to be awkward and not put together we we don't really get to do that and it's if we do it's like oh affirmative action boo, 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 boo. it's like she gets to be a man she gets to quit her job without a backup plan like she gets to do this stuff and she gets to be juxtaposed against against molly who has her life together and or seemingly or whatever mm-hmm. so it's like there is like a lot of beauty and insecure but that there were a couple of things like that stuck out to me like How- i yeah, it's a couple of things I was just like. Mm-mm. I wonder how much say like HBO had mm. in this too, because I know that there were other things that Issa fought for. I mean, I heard that at, before when she was shopping it around at BET, they wanted Lauren London to play the lead character. Oh, of course they did. That right. Was terrible. So I'm like, for, for her to even get three out of four of the main cast members to be black 
to be dark skinned black women. Mm-hmm. It was already a fight. But also, I have no idea how TV works, so let me be quiet. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say now. Now all of a sudden, nah. <laughs> Listen, anyway. I'm not running my mouth. I love it. I'm just saying, like, and that's a good point. Like, how much, how much compromise was there? To, I doubt it was hands off. Oh yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, especially since it being yeah, like an HBO show. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's been nearly anyway. thirty minutes. So of insecure, <laughs> and especially people who don't watch Insecure are like, well, hopefully now you will. It's good. It's a very good show. And it, it felt so comfortable. Like when you said like dark skinned women, I didn't even it just felt I didn't even notice. It felt like so normal to me. I was like, Yeah, that's Yvonne and Issa, like those are my people. Like that's that's normal. And it's just like I love that. Period. Because it's it's never like that. And Period. also the dark skinned women they had they end up finding love at the end, which is also they didn't play into that trope so i love that like so there are it's not i'm not saying that it's it's trash because of the kelly thing because and, we often uh, see it and tiffany was the one that wasn't happy okay dark skins unite no i'm just playing <laughs> <laughs> just but my cousin was telling me do you know the is there beef with amanda and the rest of the cast there was a whole thing that happened at like a emmy's like a black black hollywood after party a couple years ago in which I know, like she, Amanda got kicked out of a got kicked out of the party, um, mm-hmm. and I think some of the insecure cast members were there, and I don't think they like stuck up for her, and so I think that's some of it. But I've also seen pictures of them, like you know, hugging and smiling. I think they're cordial, but they not you know like Issa and Yvonne are like friend friends, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so I I think you know they're they're cordial, but not she not doing too much with them so because my cousin was like no one follows her and i was like nadia yeah and i was like dang she's like katie i didn't ask you you know i was like okay relax um i was like i couldn't believe it because i don't know i kind of feel bad because it's like everybody is like buddy buddy like this is the best time of our life we're having a and it's like and i'm not gonna lie the 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 energy of amanda in the interviews like did seem weird it did seem kind of like this and my mom probably she's probably tired like she's been filming all day mm-hmm. um but that would freaking suck if everybody's like chumming it up and, and like you're in the background but also i made a 40 that's her uh her prerogative i mean but isa isa's 36 um, yvonne's 38 no i'm just i'm not saying like it, it's her fault because she's 40 i'm saying like if they wanted to reconcile, they all grown enough to do that. Oh, it I probably don't saying. bother her that much. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought you meant like she's older than them, so No, like no, f- no, oh. no. <laughs> I just mean like if she wanted to be like, you know what, this is an awkward work environment, let's whatever, like I'm sure they could do that. She probably fine with it. Cause I think, like I said, I've seen, cause I was on her Patreon for a little bit. I just went to see like one little thing on there and she's posted behind the scenes pictures of them, you know, Hmm. and yeah videos of her talking to Issa and stuff so like and Issa was on her podcast that was a while ago but still I think they're cordial just not just not close I mean yeah that's what Amanda says I like Amanda says a lot she does a lot yeah she does sometimes yeah Mm -hmm. but Amanda (laughs) 
<laughs> but I do I like, like her. Yeah, I like her a lot. And she's just like I just like smart people. She's so smart. Yeah, she's very smart. Like wow, she's just like, yeah, so smart. You read her book? I did not. Oh, you should not yet. Do I own it? Do I own it? Amanda, I was gonna circle back to that book because. Okay, so I love Lovey Ajayi. I love Lovey so so much, and I bought her book before I like really knew about her. So like I tried reading it and it didn't mean much to me, so I stopped. So um, that's why I didn't buy Amanda Seals' book. But so when I read Lovey's book, now that I know more about somebody, like the same thing, I've had Issa's book for years. I've had Issa's book for years, and now I'm obsessed with her. So I'm gonna read it. It was, it would just make more sense. Mm-hmm. So. I'm probably halfway through her book right now. Oh, for real? Yeah, maybe a little it, less than halfway. I don't know. It's. It, I'm trying to finish in the first quarter. We gonna see. I said six books this year because last year I said twelve and I did three. So I gotta send you. I got this book app and it's made by a black woman, and it has all this stuff on it. I heard about it, but send me the send me the link to it. Yeah. I, I probably I think I like favorited it on TikTok and I had favorite a lot of things. Anyway. Right. You got news? <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna listen to this. No one's gonna listen to this episode. If you don't listen to if you don't watch Insecure or Euphoria or anything. Like there's literally nothing in this episode for you. Maybe I'll put oh yeah, maybe in the description I'll put it. about thirty minutes in is when the episode starts. <laughs> yeah. Cause I feel like if you don't also how long did Insecure end? Yeah, I feel like it's yeah, there's no spoilers. Yeah, so. no. It was, what Christmas? Yeah, niggas are good. Um, okay. News this week. Um, the Toronto Symphony Orchestra has just announced that they have hired a new chief executive officer by the name of Mark Williams. Okay, Black Excellence. Um, he's going to begin his tenure as CEO in April of 2022. Um. He is a senior leader in the orchestra sector. Um, he's held positions at the San Francisco Symphony and IMG Artists of New York. Um, he's also current chief artistic and operations officer at the Cleveland Orchestra and oversees all aspects of artistic planning, um, programming, touring, and orchestra operations. Um, so, yeah, congratulations to him. I just want to give a little shout out um, to him. And I did not know. I guess, I, I mean, I don't know everybody working but i didn't know that um he was even at the cleveland orchestra that's what um, i said when i saw it i was like how do we not know that yeah <clears throat> but it's always good i mean i guess if we knew everybody then we'd be sitting up not having a show so yeah <laughs> um i guess the good thing is we never run out of people to highlight so um next just a little brief little brief hey hello i i was like mm, i don't know if i should talk about this but there's not really much to say um but it, it was people have been talking about it it came out the other day um that the music director um of the set the seattle symphony thomas dalsgaard um was stepping down from his post effective immediately um i probably said on here i do work there so i was like oh, i don't know should i talk about this mm-hmm. i really don't know i promise you i don't know anything more than you all do like <laughs> i promise you um i know that some people are like oh we're gonna get the t x y and z we're gonna you know whatever people are gonna go to their contacts listen y'all contacts probably know more than i do i found out about an hour before the press release dropped and then that's when everybody else found out um it's kind of an unusual thing 
because his contract was going to be over at the end of the 22-23 season. Um, and he literally, like, not... He's not stepping down at the end of this season. He's stepping down now. Like, <laughs> that, was there a concert this, this weekend? Maybe. And he's not doing it. Like, they have to find people to replace him for the rest of the season. Um... Ooh. Yeah, he had some trouble getting out here from visa issues. I think he lives in Denmark, um, and so he wasn't even able to get here at the begin at the beginning of the season. He got here around November, um, and whatever. So this was a thing because the press release made it seem like, oh, lovey dovey, we, um, you know, ha- so happy, but you know, just ending it now. Um, and so people, of course, people didn't really believe that. And then the other day, a New York Times article came out, which I will link in the description, that was like, total, that totally blindsided us, like people at the symphony, because it was not on par with the messaging that they had agreed with the, like to put out, which again is not tea, it's in the press release. You can see it's very different from the messaging in the press release and, mm. and what was reported. Um, and he was talking about how he was in fear and living in fear and felt threatened and all of this stuff um it's all in the article that apparently there were some things and and those things are not specified he doesn't really say what happened but um the board chair said that whatever issues were raised were investigated by a third party and they were quote-unquote found to be baseless again i don't know thought i should mention it because it is news um and people were talking about it on twitter so if you'd like to read more about that there is an interview with him in the new york times that will be linked in the description like i said um and then lastly before i forget and i feel like i always forget when we do stuff like this we will be doing a live show at the sphinx connect con what yeah sphinx connect (laughs) Uh, we are that that's right we are uh, conference it's on it's the last weekend of this month and we will be there on the well we'll be here in our houses um but they're virtually on the 28th of january um at i believe 12 20 pacific i think it's pacific we'll see the schedule is online i don't know if it changes during to like your time zone when you click on it and it didn't have the time zone on it so i'm it showed up for me as 12 20 and i'm on pacific time but um if you plan on going i think it's a pay what you can system so if you plan on going we will be doing a session on what tbd <laughs> so <laughs> some girl no we're gonna be there right oh, we could just do another insecure recap could you imagine do you think they would stop us <laughs> You said what? You think that would stop us? Um, I mean, it's our prerogative. We should do an insecure theme. I'm, I'm down. I would love that actually. Period. I don't know. Sure. All right, real quick, and um. This is one of my favorite in, uh, intermissions. I love it. Um, we're gonna do listens lately, so you got like three or four things you've been listening to. You wanna go first? Want me to go first? Um, we alternate. I feel like we always say that, and then we end up doing it. So yeah. So, <laughs> um, okay, I'll do three, 
and I'm gonna do two by the same artist. The artist that my sister put me on to recently is Rumble. Um, Rumble is like an up and coming. Well, I mean, yeah, he's a newer rapper, a West Coast rapper. Um, she put me on because. I didn't mention it, but when we did our classically black rap, to my most binge to listen to artist was Draco the Ruler, and he was actually killed like the week after we released that episode. Yeah. That was freaking devastating. I was so, like, yeah, I was really torn up about that, especially because I literally had gone to the Stevie Wonder House Full of Toys concert, and then I got home and found out that he had been stabbed. I didn't sleep that whole night because I'm like one of my favorite artists, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But Rimble is actually, he got a Draco, like, Draco kind of like co-signed him and so that's really what helped his career a lot and um he also and he just he reminds me a lot of um of Draco so um my sister was like oh yeah if you if you like him you should listen to Rumble so um I'm gonna play two of my songs are gonna be by Rumble but like I said we're alternating um the first one is from his debut album it's Rumble um and it's called TED Talk so I'm gonna play a little bit it's a very short song so we'll see pay attention to me when I speak a TED talk with a murderous rhyme scheme a wheezy out of here cooking with Tay Keith think Steve Jobs with purchasing Dre beats don't cry no more mama here look it's a 10 piece I just want flawless diamonds Caucasian like white people send them two two threes and watch them go fight demons always keep an extra gleek for the times that you might need it 2021 is the year that I see a million I might just have some kids to play with my brother's children I might just sign a deal with a major what's independent remember when I wasn't anything but a co-defendant folks yelling out it's Rimble they're so specific ever since that Draco co-signed he flows with rivers Michael Phelps and you with controlled swimmers i seen people robbed at parties the cold the strippers but hold on wait a minute y'all thought i was finished. oh dang that was like look at the best part but oh well y'all should listen to it period um okay so let me sort this out um my first song is called um nature boy it's by ella fitzgerald and Joe Pass. I believe Joe Pass is a guitarist, but don't quote me on that. But here it is. Uh, I'm skipping to like past the intro because the intro is like a guitar cadenza. Cadenza was at the end, so it wouldn't be a cadenza. Girl, here it is. It's like a little ballad moment, somber ballad. What, what you said that was? It's called Nature Boy. Hey, Nature Boy. Um, okay, so you know I had to throw some Stevie Wonder in there. I was in my rotation. I would be surprised the year that I get like a 
like a my Apple Music replay. He's not my number one artist because I truly listen to him quite a bit. Um, this is a a song called Visions, which is off his album Inner Visions, and I just been listening to it. I kind of dropped the needle in the middle, so we'll see. Cause I dropped it before a verse that I liked, and there's like a little middle part i forget what you call it like a bridge yeah um mm-hmm. instrumental so i don't know exactly where it's gonna start playing that but yeah Okay, so <laughs> this one's a little vulgar, but it's fine. Then my next one is a song that I've been enjoying. It's called Uno by um, AMJ. By uh, who? AMJ. A M B J A A Y. Here we go. <laughs> hey, let's party, homes. Invite all the bitches. Hundreds and fifties, big old bitties. Yay. Uno. Dos. But it's fun. <laughs> it is fun. I like the beat. Okay. Okay, so my last one is a song called Rock Climbing. Um, it's also by Rimble, but it's featuring Lil Yachty. I'm going to play a little bit at the beginning and a little in the middle because Lil Yachty starts the song. Um, and I want to play some of Rimble's uh, part two. So. <laughs> Survived a spinning and it must be godly. No nigga pull up and serve perks, hopping off a Harley. Got a hot foot, stepping on shit like cues. I ain't pulling on single lines, it's threes and twos. The niggas got fully suited to pull up and lose. This bitch got fully booed and said, fuck all her booze. Pull up on me now, I need sloppy toppy. I only speak on what I know, baby, I'm not that cocky. Bet she fuckers all her bills up like she chauncey. New coupe, the car said low like it was a Monty. My 90s Instagram. Dang, now I gotta figure out which, which Rimble verse I'm gonna play. Cause at first I was like, oh, I'll do the first one. Now I'm like, mm, should I do the second one? The second one is, is actually, you know what? It's our show. I'm going to do both. I'm going to play a little bit of both. Period. <laughs> um, okay. And I'm going to start it a little bit on the tail end of Lil Yachty's first verse. Made an alliance. Oh. 
Rimble. Messed around and got richer than all my idols. Putting safes in sleeper holes like I'm Roddy Piper. Cashed my money in the bank, then won all my titles. Yeah, I'm happy with my girl, but I won't black China. Stepping in a new dorm, shaking hands with rivals. Heading to that blue wall, cause you have to fight. Mariano. Have the burner, cause I heard that his jab was nicer. Smith and Wesson, 4-5 for 49er. I'm a known homewrecker like Jerry Springer. She told me that her name was Kia, but here's the stinger. I had her squirting on the bed with my middle fingers. I hope you really don't believe I was like, should I stop it before that part? But I was like, Katie said that hers was vulgar too, so. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was like, I'm gonna leave it in. Um, okay, and then I'm gonna play. This is. Hold on. I love her uh, Rimbo's second verse. It, he said some stuff. <laughs> yeah, anyway. I didn't been block to block and crocs and socks. Bounce in the whip, cock the clock, then drop the top. It's gonna be a long day if you watch the clock. You can either put your hands down or box the chop. Um, is he getting put on at the park or not? Come on, are you really put on? Let's just stop the cap. Are you gonna get on when they start to clap? When it falls down, you'll see how they start to act. Oh, Rimble. Make sure you recognize the difference from love and hate. I like Rimble because he it's crazy he pronounces every word like every syllable of every word it's like and you don't really realize it until you try to rap along with him it's like the diction is like it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy um the video to this also like it's re- it's like a regular it's just like guys dancing or whatever but it's just like very you could just tell he's from la the way that he dances is hilarious to me but anyway yeah um that second verse you played sounded familiar i think i'm trying to figure out like where i think where it's, I a, it's, it's on tiktok, TikTok. It's a TikTok yeah because i'm like Cause why don't i even know some of the words i know some of the words it's not even like all oh, that sounds it's like yeah people use it the sound yeah it's a tiktok sound because it came up when i was trying to make one mm. yeah okay so for my my last one i couldn't decide so i'll play both um, my first one is also I found out about on TikTok and I actually just adore this song. It's just so freaking beautiful. And it's called Hours and Hours by Mooney Long. And honestly, it's gone everywhere that if you just simply open up the internet at any point, you probably heard this song. So here it is. Obviously, everybody uses it on TikTok and like Instagram too, but it's like that part right there where she goes down real low. I'm like, oh, she could sing. Um, Katie and her woo woo era. I think oh I heard God. that before. You, there's no way you haven't. If you were on Instagram or TikTok, especially, and <laughs> one girl cracked me up on Twitter a couple of days ago because she was like, oh, I, I'm just like not looking forward to Valentine's Day because it's gonna be yours, mine, ours. I could talk to you for hours all day. And I'm like, oh, girl, that's what that is. Yeah. 
I'm like, girl. I have seen some hours tweets. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just so it's so beautiful. I'm trying to figure out why people are so obsessed with the song. I feel like it just sounds familiar. I feel like that's for me anyway. It just sounds familiar. It sounds like like oh, you laid up with for hours. I should ask you that. Anyway, Actually, um, I already know what you song. Um, it sounds it sounds familiar. It sounds like a song you've heard before. We're moving on, or I thought we could circle back to that. Okay, so um. I'm in my Doja era right now, and this is Tia Tamara. I like the song a lot. made a vi- uh, TikTok or probably an Instagram reel to be honest. She made a reel of her like doing one of the, the getting dressed transitions to this and all the comments are like where's Tamara? Where's Tamara? And people like were trying to like take up for her and be like oh like she's an adult. They live separate lives. Listen I was like I was kind of like with the girls because I was just like this song was named after you and, and your sister. You make a TikTok to a song that's called T and Tamara you are T and Tamara y'all both live in LA and you didn't make it work that's weird it's bizarre I'm sorry and people are like oh they're grown and I'm what like, to Tia huh you said it's bizarre on Tia's part I think it's bizarre in general oh I, I was about twin, to say cause she could have she might have hit Tamara up she might have not have wanted to do it and maybe Tamara doesn't want to do TikToks and stuff. I mean, that's fine too. But I don't know if I had, if I had, a, if I was a twin, and a, and a famous twin, and somebody made a song called Katie and Beatty, and I would not make a TikTok with my sister named Beatty. I think that's kind of weird. Yeah, I feel I like it's more. I feel like it's more likely that Tamara didn't want to do it than Tia didn't ask her though. Yeah, it's. I feel like that's much more likely. Cause I feel like yeah, it's named after both of them. I, I I find it really hard to believe she didn't she didn't be like, hey, you want to you want to do this? <laughs> I feel like also what's the most likely thing? Like I'm being kind of dense. The most likely thing is that Tia got up and wanted to do a TikTok. It's nine a.m. Her sister lives on the other side of the town yeah, and has a family. Also, yeah, we forty we forty one coordinating TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's like the main yeah. thing. But TikTok's audience is so young, and I find myself agreeing with them. I'm like, let me hold on, let me back up. But um, right, let me see Katie Burner account probably asking for Axel to get into Juilliard. Hold on. I'm okay. <laughs> Relax. Um. Well, yeah, that's it. We're even move on. Period. So a couple of weeks ago, I you probably don't remember, but I did. Delaney and I got into a tangent. Um, one of <laughs> one of several. <laughs> Um, where we talked about how like there are tweets on 
there are tweets on Twitter because that's where you, there are tweets. That's the only place. Um, where people just tweet because they know it's gonna be a surefire hit. Like it's for attention. It, it's giving. You should unpack that. Um, but people do it for attention because like it's just going to hit every time. It doesn't matter. Um, so I. I want to bring it back to classical music. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the tweets just so you can see. And then Delaney and I have a couple of ideas that are reoccurring in classical music that people really just do for attention because there's really no changes with these things. So we're just going to shoot the breeze because um, that's what a lot of these, um, that's what a lot of these change makers are doing anyway, because, but we'll get there. Um, <laughs> So just to clear that up, I'm just gonna read some of these tweets that I've been, I've been, and also I've been on the search for them, because when we said that there are pe- things that people tweet all the time, we couldn't name any of them, and that irritated me. And maybe that's be, why they've been tweeting them. That's ironic. Yeah, and maybe I wonder if it's like, did we make it up? Like, no, nah, definitely not. Because I saw some in the meantime, and it's funny because I was like, dang, I wish. Um, I had screenshotted because I remember I had seen one like maybe a couple days before you texted me and I was like and I thought about oh I should send this to Katie because we was just talking about this telling you man like just for attention okay here's one and also here we go giving it to him so (laughs) right okay so for example one if you if you have any that's cool we can go back and forth if not I just it's just a it's just a bridge it's actually what we're actually gonna talk about so it doesn't really matter but um I shouldn't even, I might be able to say the ad because they'll just keep doing it. Um this one It'll is be a different one next week, so Right. <laughs> uh, literally, it is the ad does not matter. They stole it, first of all. Um it's funny AF that vegans still drink water, like bro, that's a fish's house. I actually don't see that one a lot. You don't? Maybe no, probably because you be on me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe. I see that one quite a bit. I'm like, really? it was, I'm like, it was funny at first, y'all, but like, hmm, can't be tweeting like, that tomorrow. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> you know, it'd be funny if everyone. It wouldn't be funny, be annoying, but it wouldn't be like annoying, annoying. It'd just be like stupid, annoying. Mm-hmm. Everyone gonna start tweeting classically black, like tagging classically black in the in the tweets that we talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I do not like notifications, so please don't do that. <laughs> um, another one is every time I'm at home alone, the house the house starts acting funny. That got one hundred and sixty seven. Yep, hmm. thousand likes. You ever seen that one before? This is not working. I mean, I've seen some like I've you know, but I feel like that's not one that I'm like, oh yeah yeah. One that I see a lot is like. You know how people do the greater than, less than signs? Mm-hmm. They be like, being with someone who you could just be yourself with. It's like, that's literally just <laughs> a relationship. <laughs> oh my God. Or people, yeah, or, or they be like, dying of laughter is the best part of intimacy or something like that, better than sex. Something, it's just always some variation of that tweet. I always see every two seconds. Yeah. Um, have you seen teachers used to be for me like bro I'm 14 relax yeah I've seen that one okay cause I'm like there ain't no way you ain't <laughs> seen <them>. or um <clears throat> I go on Twitter talk to myself then leave yeah 
<laughs> and you know what i'll probably retweet that one every time i'm probably responsible for that one being on your timeline because <laughs> that's really what i'd be doing that's what everybody does twitter is not the place for you if you have low self-esteem if you want if you expect other people to raise your self-esteem in that that's what i mean because like people got low self-esteem everywhere but it's just like you're not gonna get the same if you post a status on facebook that's funny people will laugh at it if you post a picture on, on instagram people will like it a hundred people will read your tweet and scroll right past it it's really just a place for you just to express yourself every once in a while somebody might like it and you'll be like wow like i'm that girl i am that girl hello alert alert um every once in a while you might even get like a thousand likes might get a little th- little something that's very rare unless you were like you know but it's hard to you don't go to twitter to get attention that's why that's why i feel like these people it brings it right back that's why i feel like these people like tweet stuff that like it's gonna get attention <laughs> um i have one more and i don't know if you have anything else but um your parents house has everything you need to set peace oh yeah and they do it i mean that was true <laughs> that one is true but, next like, time i see, I see some <laughs> Yeah, I see that one. Yeah, I've seen that one more. I feel like more lately, because of the holidays too. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fresh on people's minds for sure. Yeah, yeah, and I'm gonna screenshot some more. Oh, here's one because you know a lot of them I noticed the last time one came up it, they come up under the viral tweets topic on my oh. on my TL. So I just looked some up. One of them, the TikTok comments be funnier than the TikToks. That's true, but we get it. That's the one I, that I, I see, see a lot. Every week. I see it every week. I'm not even every playing. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not even like making it. It's every week. I'm like, bro, we get it. We get it. Yeah. You know what's crazy? This, this one right here, this guy already made one of the ones I said. He said, the first guy who heard a parrot talk probably was not okay for several days. Have you seen that before? Yeah, I've seen, I think so. I've seen that in variations. Yeah, and another one. I hate pending payments. Do you want the money or not? People always talk about pending payments. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot. Or like, glad I got to experience Disney Channel and Nickelodeon before they fell off. They didn't fall off, baby. You're thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know how bizarre it is? I will say, like, okay, what I will say is that we're not going to, like, act like whatever. Like, Raven Simone is not, like, literally an, an icon. I, I, that's not up for debate. Like, or, like, whatever, Hillary Duff, whatever. Sure, because, like, the formula of Disney Channel back then was, like, they had, like, this pop star. Okay, Raven aside, because Raven aside is, she's been famous her whole life. But, like, it looked like Hillary Duff. Like, they had, like, a hillary dove selena gomez vanessa ann hudgens they had like a formula where like you are also a pop star hannah montana whatever that's not her name what's her name Miley Cyrus. they had like a formula where it's like okay this person is also a pop star so like i think i think they might have had more reach than like what's going on today but you know how freaking bizarre it is for you to be sitting on with sitting on twitter with your 31 year old thumbs talking about like oh like it <laughs> fell off <laughs> like it didn't you're literally 30 bro like was your mom my mom used to call it me so raven she was like what are you watching like what's that show you like to watch me so raven that why first of all why would disney channel name a show that <laughs> no, I'm, I'm thinking me so like the, the <laughs> me so paste like why would why, why would you call it that that doesn't even make sense for a show to be called that um 
my mom was not sitting up there watching that with me you know the proud family she wasn't watching like it literally did not fall off babe like it's just like you're 30 you know like (laughs) i see it's annoying i see it every week every week okay because i just don't understand like oh like it fell off it fell off it didn't it's funny because i came across one that you already that you said too what just scrolling i forgot i didn't scroll past it already but yeah i think i think it was the one about your parents house having everything with peace and then the one about cutting people off about how quickly I saw you talking about that last week or like two weeks ago like oh I'm cutting everybody off I'm like at some point you gotta be like you're the common denominator I've said that out loud to myself but like, you know what Katie I think you're the problem because sometimes you have to come to you, you have to have a heart to heart with yourself you have to be like, like you know what you, you, you cutting everybody off everybody come on bro like come on yeah there was somebody that was like oh you t- how, you all saying somebody fumbled you they probably happy happy as hell you gone <laughs> Like, <laughs> it's like y'all cutting people off they probably be literally screaming to the heavens thank god i got her off my back like <laughs> why not you girl. but like people in general but anyway so i'm gonna bring it over to classical music because people people are begging because there's not been <laughs> there hasn't been minutes of the hour that we've been on these mics haven't talked about nan violin there has not been (laughs) this is a classical music podcast and literally 90 percent of the episode today nope 95 percent has been not classical music well no there was a guitar in the ella fitzgerald thing there's a piano in yo um one of them Mm -hmm. songs and um and the news <clears throat> and you know what we we should do a side yeah classically black tangents that could be a mini a spinoff podcast where we just cut and paste all the tangents that we get from regular classically black into their own little mini side show and then we stitch all the stuff that's relevant together and that's classically black and that episode will be five minutes <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like when in my recollection have we had an entire episode completely dedicated to classical music? When? Well, okay, okay, when? Okay, we could do it. We could have a criteria if the tangent is over twenty minutes. <laughs> Not twenty. No, over fifteen, over ten. The tangent is over ten minutes. So basically, the whole thirty first thirty minutes of this episode could be its own little mini spinoff episode. <laughs> We need to we need to hold it in and like get on live or something. Yeah, get like just, a film criticism yeah, podcast I mean, on the side. I feel like classical music is tea and everything, but it's just like I want to talk about insecure. Yeah, but everybody talking about insecure. That's why. That's why I don't want to talk about insecure. Like if another girl makes a spinoff off of the read, it's like we get it. Like let Chris Lucas Fury do it, you know. So it's like, and also. I mean, there's a whole argument about like, well, they want to hear your opinions. I'm like, girl, it's a, it's a 30 minute show. There's only so many opinions that can go around. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, but people people explain their opinions in different ways. Yeah, that's true. We funny, so okay. Our Patreon loading. Oh, you know what? Boom, check it. November first when we we're at Yola National. I'm looking at the I'm looking at our Spotify. Um, 
we that had to be about classical music because we were at a classical music conference. So that's good. <laughs> that was in November. That was strictly classical music, top to bottom. Um, before that, probably episode fifty. All right, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, cause we were we were at Sphinx last year. Oh, we were. Were we in person? No, we weren't. Were you? Nah, cause my earring fell off and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the bag. I should get my speakers fixed before I do that thing. Um, but oh yeah, that's why I said I wasn't gonna do it because Apple makes you fix everything, and my computer, my computer is about let's see. I I give her six to eight months before she transitions to being a desktop. So I'm like, why would I fix everything on a computer that's seven years old? My computer, if I'm telling you, I love I love her dearly. She's fine right now because she now she's not doing nothing. She's just recording this. But when she got too much stuff going on, if I were if I were to put you in a room and I had box A. Have my computer and box I already B. I know what you're gonna say. Have so my air topic, fryer. You would topic. not be if box A had my laptop and box oh B had my air fryer. You would not be able to distinguish. They the same temperature. They the same sound. They got the same function. I could All probably right. I could probably cook a tofu on top of these um speakers okay. right here. So, the topic this week. Yeah, at the rate we're going, <laughs> the rate we're going, my computer probably gonna put. We gonna oh, see. Yeah, I mean, we'll it's not. It's not like it's like halfway. But if we get if we get one more tangent in, <laughs> um, that'll be that'll be the death of us. So I could go first since you've explained the whole thing. Um, and I kind of tried to frame mine as like. I tried to frame mine as here's something that we always talk about or something that always comes up in classical music. And I try to assign at least like a little bit of like a new twist on it or like here's something that we could add into the conversation instead, you know, mm-hmm. I try to kind of do that. So basically, obviously, we and we might have some overlap. Obviously, we always talk about making classical music more accessible. Mm-hmm. And I saw a tweet the other day that was like oh a lot of people are talking about making classical music more accessible when they are when they what they actually mean is to make it more approachable and it's not the same thing and i can't i can't lie that made me roll my eyes at first yeah i I want you to tell me why i shouldn't have right (laughs) right okay thank you because i was okay and i still do a little bit because i'm like girl i feel like y'all just get on twitter and start talking about like what did that add to the conversation except annoyance and and filler i could i okay i'm not dense i could see i could see the difference between like accessibility versus approachability Mm -hmm. they overlap sometimes not always which is why i was like a lot of times they do overlap so i was like kind of like okay girl (laughs) because yeah i don't i don't i feel like the the nuance of that is just not important either way people don't feel welcome coming under both so it's just like what are you going what you gonna do about it except like make a tweet about nothing that's what kind of made me roll my eyes about it because i was just like eh, i mean like yeah they can be different problems but at the end of the day we're not really approaching either so yeah like <laughs> and a lot of the times making it in also some of them have they kind of have a push and pull effect if you make it more accessible um 
or if you make it more accessible to people who actually want to like be in classical music as performers or or whatever that may be like as a profession then I'm not saying it's it's an automatic thing but for a lot of people it would be it would seem more approachable because having people who have access and who have have access to actually operate and work in classical music they're able to make decisions they're able to make changes um in a meaningful way meaning that it's going to be more accessible than it is now because I know we've had we've had conversations about that whole making change from the inside and if it's just like one or two people Mm -hmm. making copies it's not going to do anything but if it were accessible to the point where we actually saw that change from those people then the approachability of classical music would be vastly different than it is right now mm-hmm. um i'm gonna see if i can find the thread and link it because i feel like there was one thing where i was like uh okay i know i'm somebody who's like oh well, this word can change you know so, and there are some instances mm-hmm. where like one word can really change everything about the conversation yeah this kind of, I was like, mm. I just feel like we're just not at a place to deal with that kind of nuance. You get, like, I feel like that's a good way to put it. I was trying to figure, I was trying to figure out what kind of made me like mm, about that, because it's like it's good to introduce new things if we have a circular arguments, but if the new things are just like you said, we're not really at a place to even deal with that right now. Mm-hmm. And like that brought me to the, that ties into one of mine, and that's like broader. How do like a thing that comes up often is like how do we broaden our our audience and one thing i've noticed is like y'all are really like scraping for straws because i've applied to a couple of things in the past couple of weeks where like they they're asking this question i'm like you know i'm a fellow right you know like i feel like y'all are like looking like why are you looking for people to solve your problems you know i don't like that i think it's like kind of annoying it's like i'm applying to this fellowship and it's like oh like oh you you got tea like well how are you going to when you come to our organization like how are you going to help 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 y'all like yeah all this time to help yourself nah yeah and i feel like y'all are constantly asking like how do we bought our audience how do we bought an audience like boo boring tomatoes you know because it's just like you ask the same question every year and there's no change to it y'all know how to do it y'all just don't want the people that you want to broaden you don't want them there because if you want them there you would do it you would do it and also there's um there's also what i realized like even having these conversations with you um a couple months ago i remember being like oh well well dang like there's only so much like some blue jeans and doing and doing concerts in Air Force One is going to do. You know, it's like, <laughs> like even like the whole idea of classical music to some people is just like high and posh. It's like they already, if, even if they didn't see you coming and crip walking to, you know, <coughs> Beethoven 7, they still will be like, oh, I don't think I belong there because like that's high art. So there's so much work that has to be done at like such a microscopic, microscopic level that it's like you have to do better than doing movie nights and you know Beethoven at the trap house. You know what I'm saying? Like it has to be more than not killed over. I'm trying to have a moment. <laughs> I'm trying to push through this without laughing. But I'm being for real. It's like when you want to broaden your island, it has to be intentional. A lot of y'all stuff is not intentional. It's not intentional. So it would never come to fruition. Like even we worked with this amazing um, organization a couple um, months ago, the MSO did. And I thought it was really beautiful what the lady was saying. She was like, oh, my God, like, I want, because I was like, hey, girl, like, what do we, I, I didn't say that. I was like, hi, like, what do we, what should we wear to this thing? And she was like, oh, well, I keep it casual. I want people to think that, like, 
you know, people should be coming to MSO. I think I was like, oh, that's real cool. Whatever, girl, like, I'll come here. I ended up wearing all black anyway because um, there was a breakdown in communication. Um, so we, I was in my regular stuff anyway, but um, but I was just like, people don't perceive that, and I was actually having a conversation with Jen about this because um about the same thing because i got into a little t- i got into a little tussle with somebody in an interview i'm like you understand i'm interviewing for this job right like this is not supposed to be a, this is not sphinx like girl am i coming or not and i i brought the thing about like how like y'all drop these kids off for hours and hours a week and then like you um like they don't get better and it's just like oh but it's so cute or whatever but these, these brown kids playing classical like, instruments and i'm just like you wouldn't do that with any other thing there's literally nothing else in the world you would do that with if you drop your kid off at cooking classes and they can't flambe after 12 years if you drop your kid off at <laughs> soccer if you drop your kid off at basketball and it was traveling with the ball there was nothing thing and the general was like but also classical music is already perceived as something that's high you know even if it's in regular it's like it's already perceived that way and i was like i didn't even think about that that's why y'all able to get away with so much stuff because at the end of the day it's like my son play violin mm-hmm. like at the end of the day it's like oh yeah, yeah my son pizza play wrist. yeah it's like yeah. oh my son play clarinet bone through the bell you know it's just like people <laughs> okay and i was like that really opened my mind when she said that i was like wow like i didn't even that's like a whole other layer for me it was like that's why y'all can get away with so much with these parents because i'm like think about it like if there was any other thing you would send your kid to, you'll be tight. You'll be tight. Like, even, like, parents be like, oh, yeah, like, she's not a little scratchy, but, you know, I've heard parents say that. I think it's hilarious. Like, how do we get to stop being so scratchy? I'm like, girl, time. Um, And also, like, I'm the first teacher that's taking this seriously, so time. But, um, yeah, it's just so, it's such a big problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a big problem it's so much but i feel like also like if you wanted to you would if you want to broaden your audience you know how to do that you don't want to you don't you don't because if you did you wouldn't be asking fellows to help you broaden the audience yeah that's low-key sneaky y'all it's sneaking sneaky. it in as a as an application question <laughs> like what what ideas can we glean i was like i don't like that nah Y'all not gonna be gleaning nothing from over here. Uh uh-uh. uh. You think I'm gonna put my best stuff in here? Are you crazy? How about you glean from somebody who you pay a salary? And that's all you got the <laughs> and then y'all got the wrong people up there trying to broaden the audience. How you gonna have somebody how you gonna have somebody who's always worked there trying to broaden the audience? This looks amazing to them. What's your name? Well, my second one. <laughs> um <laughs> My second one is this: people always talking about the pipeline, this, the pipeline, that. Um, and I think that I feel like for the first time since I've heard people talking about how we need to talk about the pipeline X, Y, and Z, and strengthen it, and elongated, and contracted, and twisted up like a pretzel. It's like all all these things. The first time I feel like I've seen anybody think strategically about it is like when we did our partnership with Nimon and they actually were like okay we spent two years doing a study we broke it down they did a matrix where the pipeline is like an arc and it crosses over with this and they really like broke down all the things that um really needs to be like thought about and Nimon launched the, in 2021 like that like that is the first time that i've yeah. actually seen somebody put some thought into that because before that it was just a revolving door argument and then there's people like i've heard jen say that the pipeline is fine and that she thinks that that it um 
the issue lies in the audition process for orchestras i don't know much about that and she does but um i think the pipeline does still have its issues but also i feel like people focus more people focus a lot on the very beginning and then also they don't even focus on the right things at the beginning like you said they be just passing kids along because oh so cute x y and z and like they love talking about the pipeline but don't actually put into the put the work into yeah creating a pipeline that's going to actually produce the results that they claim to want it's like so much stuff at the beginning and that's how you could tell that they that's how you could tell that they don't expect these kids to do what they say like or it's like oh let's explore through let's explore um what am i looking what's the phrase i'm looking for like all these programs are about like let's expose kids to music let's explore them let's make them better people with their music like you could tell because not, uh, everything all, all y'all be terrible people talking about this so listen <laughs> that's that's that really is a good point um it's not fleshed out at all it's not fleshed out at all like and that's why you get pe- so many people being like oh it's just 30 dollars oh blase blase you got these kids ready for um get these kids ready for a high a college and like no one has an idea where to send them to these kids don't know what they want to study i be talking about the kids i'm like are you going to college okay so what are we doing I'm like, like having conversations with them that like no one is having conversation with. I'm like, you are 17. What are we doing? Are you, are you go start a YouTube channel, stay at home, go do a, be a TikTok star. Like, what are we doing, babe? What, what's the plan? And no one has had that conversation with them. How, where was the people having conversations with them at, at 14? Why are we exploring? Why are we exploring what we're doing the year before the, the applications are due? No one, no one is sticking this through. And because I mean, like, y'all have high turnover rates. Of course you do, because y'all focus on the beginning. Y'all see your mind. I didn't even realize that the auto focus is at the beginning. And oh that's yeah, turn, that's why the turnover rate. There are programs that the turnover rate is not high. I feel like the people in Baltimore. Is it Baltimore? That was a huge LSMA program. Like they they are flushed out. They are flushed out. It's like beginning to end high school. El Sistema and also of course LA yeah Yola has gotten a lot better like even the changes that I've seen since I the stuff that they they got going on now is I mean and a lot of it has like evolved even through college so like there were some things that happened in college that were not when I was like graduating uh high school they've they've really evolved at least for the for like for the students that are going to school because to my knowledge i wasn't i was the second one to go to school for music the first one to go to the conservatory and then more and then it just kept getting more and more kids after that Mm -hmm. going girl okay my second one is like um like people scrambling for repertoire, like the repertoire conversation in general. Like they love to talk about repertoire, but there's literally no change in repertoire. Like literally, you have to look for it. Like I, I understand that there's some, there is some, and also this idea of like, well, why do we have to look for it? I'm like, well, you should ask yourself that. Like, why do you have to go to the top of Mount Kilimanjaro to look for a symphony? buy Florence Price and you can just buy the click of a button have every Mozart composition ever written from real symphonies to something he scribbled on a napkin in 1759 <laughs> right. like why 
ask yourself that like why do you have facsimiles of literally every single thing Mozart has ever owned up to his drawers you have a facsimile of that <laughs> but if you want one lowly phrase written by William Grant Steele you have to go to the center of the earth to find it ask yourself that and do the work to like be like okay like how can we change that and how can we do that as a collective not like oh this orchestra is going to change that oh like this school is going to change that but like how can we do this as a collective so that it doesn't have to be like that you know what I'm saying? Like, girl, that's not my that's not my ministry. You, that's not even clo- not even close. But that's really it's the the repertoire conversation really irritates me. Like, a hundred percent across the board. You have the people who don't want to see a change. Like, oh, like we gotta keep the classics. We gotta do this and that. I'm like, you literally have people getting record deals for hitting their strings with oranges and calling. You know what I'm saying? Doing all type of weird stuff and all type of experimental stuff. And it's like anytime anytime like margaret bonds comes up your throat gets tight like it's tired it's so tired are you good i was looking at face because i knew if i didn't if i stopped making it i was gonna forget my thought oh what's your thought (laughs) no (laughs) no my thought is i have an idea i'm not saying it but my thought is telling you so hopefully between our three brain brain cells we can remember after we girl because two of my brain cells took up with this headache like oh yeah that headache that you all of a sudden got after you said something rude and now all of a sudden she's like oh that's not me i'm not myself right now i got a headache <laughs> when did i say that was rude what you talking about before before we have before we was recording I don't remember. But anyway, um, neither I do I. And, but I am going to, because I usually remember tw- Trife. I don't remember much, but I feel like what did I say about it? I, I think it was, it was, it was about one of two people. But I was feeling weird before that, because I, uh, I okay, oh, I remember who it was about. Oh, it was coming back. Okay, it's not necessary. This is not necessary. All I'm saying <laughs> is, I didn't. I ate lunch and didn't eat anything else for the rest of the day because I didn't mm. feel like it. And now I have I get hunger headaches, which is actually really annoying. Oh, me too. It's also it's also more annoying because I find out other people don't get them. Mm. You know, because it's like sometimes I just don't be feeling like eating. I just rather just lay and rot in my bed. So it's like, I, but I can't do that because now I have a headache and now I have to eat dinner at eleven o'clock when we're done with this. God willing, because it might give later. Unfortunately. Oh wait, no, your computer. No, might die. yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, um, the. The repertoire, the repertoire conversation is just annoying to me, and also I just realized like you know we make progress, and it's like okay, like the girls are putting like a one Florence Price piece on it, and they're doing, they're making efforts and stuff like that, and then you see the freaking Met tweet in this racial climate talking about like how diverse their thing. I'm like, is this a Y'all joke? I yeah. feel like it was a joke. I feel like it was a joke because like, okay, that might be clear. The the Met they tweeted out like a couple of days ago, so this comes out on Monday. So they tweeted out like earlier last week um like we have literally quote-unquote like let me hold on hold on i want to say exactly what it was because i was i wasn't surprised i was i thought it was funny actually because i was like i want to be this confident like you just don't give a damn you don't give a damn and that's why you know what i'm not gonna say that that's something that i'll say to you after we're done recording um because that would be bad for me but it says um this was all three days ago so this was last tuesday four operas in 48 hours check out the new york times response to the whirlwind of diverse productions that took the mets took to the met stage last weekend 
Puccini's La Boheme and Tosca, Mozart's La Nota de Figaro, and Verdi's uh, Rigoletto. It's like four of one of the most standard operas of all time. Like, are y'all for real? I'm like, what is diverse about this? The varying shades of white. If you in Southern Italy versus when you in Northern Italy, what other than that is diverse about this? They said we gave y'all y'all little fire shit up in y'all bones, and y'all need to fire shit up in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) About it, we not doing nothing else brown. Right, you blacks better relax, okay? And the tweet below it. The tweet below it is fire shut up in my bones. I'm like, the juxtaposition of this is what? Yeah. I'm like, and that's why I try to keep it to myself. But when that lady got hired there, I said, okay, ma'am. Because what I, I feel like that's one of the institutions. I feel like I would love to have a conversation about that with you. Do we just let some of these institutions, like some of them we just got to let go. Like some of them we just got to be like, you know what? Y'all can have it. We'll see you on the other side because this there's no way there's no way but okay okay so my third one is very quick the whole beethoven was black conversation i feel like even if beethoven was black what y'all could finna do if he was like i understand that there is a situation of like oh if he was and it's like I guess now you can give a black person their flowers if Beethoven was black. Then it could be like, oh, all of this stuff can be attributed to a black person. But I feel like the public perception around Beethoven has just been skewed so much. Even if it came out that he was like, yeah, okay. But I feel like there are so many people that are composing right now or not even right now that are alive, but even just since Beethoven, just since since him. (laughs) Like that we know for a fact are black right (laughs) we know that like can they get a little love like i just feel like it's tired let's hang it up the girl like we get it It, i don't feel like we need to keep rehashing this every like two seconds i've heard pretty definitive statements that he was not but you know there's whatever and at this point like i said i know a lot of people who certainly were who I would love to talk right. about more. I, mean, I, I feel bad for Beethoven because they know what he's getting any rest. The doll baby goes viral literally quarterly. Yeah. And I feel like that's generous. Maybe monthly. Yeah, I saw somebody was like, oh, Beethoven's trending. Oh my God, y'all scared me. I thought he died. Because, you know, every time. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't see that? Because <laughs> every time, you know, every time that Betty White would twin, would trend prior to the last time that she trended, um, people would be like, "Oh my gosh, y'all scared!" You know, like every time an older beloved celebrity would trend, like people would be like, "Oh my gosh!" But yeah, so the album Beethoven was funny. trending. <laughs> that is funny. Y'all are funny. Okay, I have two more, but like, due to due to the interest of time, I'll just do one. Um, and that is small incremental change. Now, I understand that there are instances where this is necessary, like to do small incremental change. But I feel like a lot of y'all be dragging it. Like, not everything has to be like, okay, let's think about it. Okay, let's have another meeting. Okay, let's have a meeting for the meeting. And let's circle let's back. On it. Let's go to circle back. Um, I love what you're. I love your point about that. I just want to piggyback off of that. Like, not everything has to be. <laughs> 
that and you know it doesn't i feel like a lot of y'all know what you're doing you're wasting time just to drag it out so that people forget or people stop like forget to hold you accountable or whatever like not everything okay boom we want more um women composers this season okay well let's have a meeting about that no girl like let's go to wikipedia if just pick one just just (laughs) pick one and then and then you're gonna be appalled when you go to your library you don't have any of them people in there so you better go to go to wells fargo go to chase go to bank of america and write the check so you can buy those people it's it's one two three it's bam 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 like i don't understand like and like i'm not in orchestral whatever i don't do orchestral planning i'm not in i'm not behind the scenes i, I don't know what goes on but you cannot tell me you cannot tell me like we want more women composers okay so then come then then put them on like put them yeah. on like not everything gotta be yeah. a whole meeting called up you don't have to call a meeting and strategically piece together which beethoven symphony you gonna play you just program it right you just do like and i understand like oh we have to buy the music we have to wah, 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 wah. I, like that's great i don't care like you spend less on something else like maybe you don't need this random random freaking uh, co- a conductor from europe to do a week residency like maybe you should just have the girl that you hire do it you know like you cannot tell me you cannot tell me that it's more complicated than that i don't i really just i i don't understand like if someone if, and if it is more complicated than that explain to me like i'm five like like dm me and tell me how but and it better not be no dense stuff either like tell me exactly the reason why if i wanted to program a 2023 2024 season and i wanted to be all women composers why i couldn't dip into the budget that there's literally a budget for this nonprofit organization and 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 whatever because first of all the money gotta be spent anyway because you don't spend the money you lose the money okay why can't i and i understand there's different pots you can't dip into the education fund for the for the for the repertoire fund i understand but y'all are, are dragging a lot of things like a lot of things and then when the when your organization gets under fire you gotta figure out you gotta hurry up and scramble because no one wants to come to your concerts yeah i feel like what it is like you said with the incremental change and you said like something's needed but it's the incrementalism with no momentum oh, so yeah. like and if we could do we could do small incremental change a lot of things are small incremental changes like if you want to lose weight and you eat an apple tomorrow like you're not gonna lose two pounds <laughs> oh dang that's my, that was <laughs> like, my plan <laughs> <laughs> like i want to lose weight okay boom like okay i'm just gonna do a juice cleanse and then like tomorrow i'll be 100 pounds less there is but it's like okay you do your juice cleanse and you eat a donut the next day that's incremental change but like girl it's not gonna you know what i'm saying like there's okay, no i got a box of krispy kreme on my counter right now not you coming for me <laughs> okay <laughs> Oh, let's not get distracted. I'm just saying that, like, there's literally, y'all get into these spaces, and it's like everything in the real world starts to, like, not matter anymore. It doesn't make sense. It's like, y'all go in and y'all complicate every single thing. It's like, okay, we made the plan, but, like, okay, so, like, next year we can do the plan. Girl, get, uh, that's why I'd be, like, a lot of times I find myself saying this, like, really, like, y'all have to go outside and breathe fresh air and touch grass. Like, I feel like you're so disconnected from what's going on. I feel like you just don't you do you just don't know you know the Wright brothers made planes like i feel like you just don't know what's going on outside and i feel like i want y'all to like step outside let the sun touch your skin you know breathe the air go to the go to the ocean while it's still clear with no oil in it like go experience life go experience life because i feel like a lot of y'all are just so disconnected from everything like a lot of y'all are just so freaking dense like it's just not all of that it's not 
if you put me in charge of your orchestra for one year, I'll have the the crowd diverse. Like you put me and the lady in charge of your orchestra, you can fire everybody, right? Fire everybody. I'm not fired. Oh, okay. <laughs> not fired. I mean, like paid paid year off. It just means the lady in charge. I'll have your whole audience be diverse. Oh, well, hold on, cause now, now we now we do it forty four time jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I have your whole. I had that joint. I'll have that freaking concert hall bumping. You know that episode of the Proud Family when they was at church and the church was jumping. All right. <laughs> we'll be lit in there. You will come back with all the plans written out, and you will follow them, and you'll be like, "Oh wow, look how easy that was." Yeah. I would never do that because you know that sounds hard but and also because <laughs> you said 44 time jobs I don't like doing things well yeah because no support stuff but um. okay that's true okay okay not everybody okay fine 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 <laughs> the we do the support staff now we read the contracts and and we picking the guest artists up from the airport while we on the phone negotiating a <laughs> <the> deal <laughs> like, <come> on. <laughs> Listen. While while you on Zoom, you you picking them up from the airport. While you on Zoom teaching the kids from the from the uh, <laughs> the Elsa Stimma program, and then and then doing the COVID test for the musicians. <laughs> they gotta come to my house at two in the morning so they can get their COVID test. <laughs> exactly. Okay, we keep the support staff. We get rid of the board. <laughs> we get rid of the leadership and the board. That's hilarious. Okay. Um. Well, in the interest of time, we should probably move on to Black Excellence. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because we move for everyone at the top. This week, I'm talking about Jesse Montgomery. Jesse Montgomery is the me composer in residence of the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. She's an acclaimed composer, violinist, and educator. She's a recipient of the Leonard Bernstein Award from the ASO, ASCAP, Foundation and the Sphinx Medal of Excellence. She's, her works are performed frequently. She's that girl, period. Let's get into it. Um, she's from Manhattan. She was born on Manhattan's Lower East Side. Um, and her parents uh, were musicians and artists, and they were activists, stuff like that. So she's been that girl. Um, her body of work includes solo, chamber, vocal, orchestra works, um, highlights include Shift, Change, Turn, 2019, commissioned by the Orpheus Chamber Orchestra um, and the St. Paul Chamber Orchestra. Uh, coincident Dances in 2018 by the sh- for the Chicago Symphony, Caught by the Wind in 2016 for the Albany Symphony, and many, many more. Um, since 1999, she's been affiliated with the Sphinx organization, which supports, uh, oh, we know Sphinx. She's been affiliated <laughs> with them. Um, she has served in the composer residence for Strings Virtuosi, which is like you know that group where they be playing the string stuff. Um, she's a two-time laureate for the Sphinx competition and was awarded the highest honor, the Sphinx Medal of Excellence. She has received additional grants and awards from ASCAP, Chamber Music America, American Composers Orchestra, the George Foundation, and the Sorrel Organization. The New York Philharmonic has featured her as uh, one of the composers for its Project 19, which marks the centennial of the ratification of the 19th Amendment. Um, she began her violin studies at the Third Street Music Settlement, one of the nation's oldest community mu- music organizations. She's a founding member of the Public Quartet and the for- and a former member of the Catalyst Quartet. And she still maintains an active performance career as a violinist, appearing regularly with her own ensembles, and as well as Silk Road and Sphinx Retrosi. 
So um, and she was appointed. I remember we, I was talking about this because she started with Chicago Symphony back in um, July of 2021. It's a three-year appointment. Um, she holds a degree from Juilliard School um, and NYU and is currently a graduate fellow in composition at Princeton University. Um, and she's a also a professor of violin and composition at the New School, which I knew that because joy. I knew that. Shout out to you, Jesse, and your amazingness and everything you do. Period. Um, my piece of the week is Peso Capriccioso by Tchaikovsky. It's real cute. It's a little cello piano situation. And yeah, I forgot about that piece until like two days ago. So why not? <laughs> not why not? <laughs> Um, why not? Why not take a crazy chance? Why not? Why not do a crazy dance? You might lose. Oh, it looks like we got an episode title. (laughs) Shout out to Hillary Duff. Is that Hillary Duff? Yeah, well, I guess it was like Lizzie McGuire. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of week suggestion, black excellence suggestion, intermission suggestion, classically black podcast at gmail.com. If you're black, join ISBM. If you're not, donate. I is black musicians, um, dot com. Follow us at I is black musicians. Per. See y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye.